0: UMass is finally back home at Mullins looking to build a little win streak after that really nice win in Providence last weekend we're getting you ready for Vermont and everything you need to know for this two game series let's go Everybody and welcome to episode 78 of High Character. It's been a while but we have a back-to-back games at Mullins series coming up so it should be fun playing Vermont uh, and we are definitely excited to get back to Mullins to get back to watching some UMass hockey. My name is Cameron and today I am joined by my good pal Evan. Evan how's it going man? Today
1: I, you're joined by me? I feel like I feel like every day I'm joined by you. I don't know you just made it sound a little different that time but uh you know, home sweet home, feels good, man, you know, it's going to be, uh, we've had a couple games away from the good old Mullen Center, but it's going to be good to be back, haven't been able to use my season tickets in quite a bit, so just ready to see some familiar surroundings once again, you know, be back home where where we all belong, you know, it's going to be, I think, good for the boys too, I think they've had a little bit of time away, and it'll be good to get, especially, a hopefully, a rocking student section, I think the, hmm. the students are now back on campus once again, so, I think that'll be a big lift and yeah, I'm just really looking forward to it. I think it'll be a really good weekend.
0: Yeah. And pretty festive too. Friday's a, a gray out, which kind of new they're giving away yeah. gray UMass t-shirts that look like the alternate jerseys. So have to assume they're wearing those alternate jerseys too. And then uh, Saturday's a, a pink out, I believe with the the post game skate. So pretty festive weekend playing Vermont who uh, struggle in this season to say the least, um, they're down in Hockey East, uh, UMass as well, but um Vermont really struggling. You look up and down their schedule. Uh not many big wins. They have a win versus BC on the road and they have a win versus Merrimack, but that's about it. Uh their record's nine, fifteen and three, four, twelve, and one in conference. So um they struggled in conference, out of conference, and and they don't have too many big wins. So um be good if UMass can get themselves a couple wins here against this team. It's what we've been talking about for most of the second half now, this easy schedule coming up, and now it's finally here. Got to take advantage of it.
1: I'm going to shut the hell up. I'm going to not even <laughs> bother because every single time that I've talked about a team that is lower in the standings, I've gotten burned every time. No longer crap-talking teams. It's just not worth my time or effort because I'm just going to look like an idiot at the end of it. So boys just need to focus on what they can focus on don't even care about who they're playing. They could be playing Michigan or they could be playing Lake Superior. I don't care. All right. We need to just play our game, focus up. I have nothing to say about Vermont right now. We just, (laughs) you know, you, you've said it, you've said it best. Can't elaborate any more than that.
0: Yeah. Uh, UMass and Vermont, pretty comparable in conference records. Uh, Vermont, like I said, 412 and one. UMass 411 and one. But uh, and they're honestly they're at a conference records pretty similar too. UMass coming in at 10, 13, and three. Um, definitely a bunch of much higher quality wins for UMass, which is why they're way higher in the pairwise than Vermont is. But um, you look at the just the records, pretty, pretty comparable matchup here, but definitely something we have to take advantage of and UMass uh finally snapped their losing streak. It was six game losing streak, but they got a really nice road win in Providence. Um that was a nice happy episode if you want to go back and listen to that one, but uh definitely try to keep that that momentum going here at home.
1: Yeah, it's going to be huge. I mean, we're going to kind of talk about how Vermont's been trending obviously in this episode, but I mean, the first thing that I noticed just kind of looking at their schedule, not really scoring a whole lot for the most part, um kind of just lacking in that goal support category, like from what I remember from them last year, their goalie, I think it was Gabe Carrier. He's pretty decent. Um, he had a decent amount. I mean, granted, we absolutely walloped them. If you guys check our, uh, our vlog that we made last year of that of that series, very, very fun time. I think we ended up, I think we got 13 goals that weekend. It was something insane. I think it was a 7-0 and like a 6-1 or something to that effect. But uh, we were scoring in bunches, but um, obviously much different team last year as well. But um, yeah, that's kind of their main thing is just they'll, they'll basically only score one or two goals a game and especially considering how well Pavisic has been recently, I think that'll play in our favor. I think we just need to light them up offensively and play really, really fast offensive hockey. And I think Pav can, you know, be the guy to backstop us to uh, some, some quality wins this weekend. I'm hoping for
0: Yeah, I hope so too. That kind of brings us into uh, the kind of leading scores conversation. We'll start with Vermont. Like you said, they really struggle to score goals and that is apparent on their score sheet. They have two guys that lead in the points category and they only have 14 points apiece. It's Isaac Waller and Andre. Oh no. Good luck, man. I'm <laughs> going to go with Boyalski. Boy, yeah, Andre Boyalski. That's our best guest. Uh, they both have 14 points, which we've been doing these preview episodes all year. That's super low for right at this point in the season for uh, a team leader. So definitely apparent that, it is a problem for them scoring for sure.
1: Yeah. I think the other thing that I'm kind of noticing is they kind of have like this line of death, if you will, which, and by death, I mean, for that specific lines, plus minus um, I'm seeing three (laughs) guys on, on the, on the team with a minus 13, a minus 14 and a minus 10. So I'm assuming they're all in the same line. I never, I didn't look back and, you know, double check their line charts or anything like that, but yeah, they have, you know, like their top two goal scorers, like you just mentioned, you know, or point scorers, uh, plus one and plus two respectfully or respectively. And then obviously those guys that I mentioned before are in the double digits for their minus. So it's like, what's going on here? You know, I don't know if they're just kind of throwing them up to the wolves and they just have to eat up those important minutes against top lines. And hopefully the rest of your team can just kind of gel and do better. But yeah, really, really weird thing that I kind of noticed just looking up and down their, uh, their, their stat sheet.
0: Yeah. It seems like they're out there for a lot of goals against, which you hope is uh, plays in UMass's favor On their scoring sheet, leading the way yet again, Scott Morrow. He's got 23 points uh, to match the number on the back of his jersey. Six goals and 17 assists. Hope that raises even more this weekend. Uh, Maybe he can pull off some heroics like he did against Union earlier this year. Another uh, bottom 50 or so pairwise team but uh, umass obviously we've documented it all year struggling a little bit to score Uh, they got three against providence uh providence gives up three to everybody though so um we'll have to see vermont's kind of middle of the road when it comes to giving up goals um they're somewhat decent so um yeah umass i'm hoping we can have a big offensive outbreak this weekend Um, this would be the weekend to do it. So we'll have to see.
1: I think, I think it's going to stem from the seniors again. You know, that's my, that's kind of like my bold prediction. I think we're going to have to keep rolling with the seniors. I think they looked really, really solid last game against Providence. And I'm just hoping that, you know, they, they kind of get their mojo back a little bit, you know, get some confidence back. I think they're going to really, you know, they're, they're starting to get into, you know, the playoff time, you know, they're, they're kind of thinking, you know, we're seniors now, you know, this is, could be our last chance, you know, we got to step up, get the job done. So, um, really hoping for big things out of key few, you know same thing with lebster you know they've been really really huge and eric faith had a really really solid game last game too so i'm hoping that you know they can all step up you know get some goals you know obviously play really solid defensively as well you know winning faceoffs you know backcheck and doing all the good things like that so that's that's kind of my big key and i'm really hoping that you know they can step up because as it stands right now our top three you know points guys right now are still more o'Connor's and, and offco Mm-hmm. who, you know, they're all sophomore or, you know, younger. So, or sophomore, sophomores <laughs> are younger. Jeez, I just picked up on that. What's going on with me today?
0: But, um, hey, you can call them sophomore mixes between freshmen and sophomores because that's what the three of them Ooh, are. I just inadvertently made a new term,
1: and it's kind of genius. So, thanks for there picking up on that. Perfect wingman right there, Kim. Appreciate that one. But, uh yeah, like I said, really just looking for the seniors to continue to step up because that will be huge for us.
0: Yeah, and looking to build off their momentum from last game, like you said, all three of those guys you mentioned played pretty well. So want to keep that going. The the guys they will be trying to score on, but you already mentioned one, Carrier, Gabe Carrier. Um, he seems like he's leading the way in net for Vermont. He's got 19 starts, uh, 2.42 goals per game, and a 9.14 save percentage. So pretty decent. Um, and then their backup, Oscar Audio. He's got eight starts, two point five six goals per game, and a nine one seven save percentage. So pretty similar stats out of the two guys. I only mentioned both because uh, we might see both with a back to back series here. But Carrier is definitely their main guy, and both of them not can't really complain. They're doing their job this year.
1: Yeah, that's that's I'm definitely gonna think that it would be Carrier first, and then Audio probably gets the mm-hmm. second game just because it seems like Carrier it looks like a pretty solid like. 66% to a 33% split, like two-thirds, one-third type thing. Um, I'm assuming audio just kind of plays all the all the the two-game series, and I bet you if they're just a one-off, it's probably going to go to Carrier. But like you said, I mean, their stats are very, very decent. Um, definitely decent enough to be, you know, starting caliber, I guess, like for a hockey East team. It seems like a case of their numbers are decent enough to get the job done. It's just they haven't been getting the goal support that they need. So yeah. a little bit unfortunate, you know, obviously – if those numbers were, you know, for Pavisic, which actually I'm going to look at right now, I mean, Pavisic has a better safe percentage than that, but it's basically right around where they're at goals against average wise. He's just getting, you know, I wouldn't even say that much better goal support to be fair because we have very similar records to them, but um, yeah, I mean, just, I feel like all the goalies in this game, they're, they're going to be formidable. You know what I mean? Whoever plays, whoever's going to be backstop in either net, it's going to be a pretty good look for, for both teams. So I'm interested to see uh, who plays and when.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned Pav, over his last three games, uh, he's got his stats looking really nice. He's got 19 starts, 2.5 goals per game, which uh, in large part to how many shots UMass gives up, it's kind of hard to not have that high of a goals per game average, and a 9.29 save percentage. So he's just one tick below 9.30, which is just about elite um, when it comes to college goaltenders. So Pav's looking really nice. Fully expect him to get at least the first game in this, maybe two we'll have to see. I We were talking about it before a little bit, and I want to hear your thoughts on it for the pod. I think that uh, in this series might be our only chance to see Cole Brady again. I don't think it will happen, but I think it's a more than 0% chance. I think if there's any one time you're going to let him get a start, it'll be one of these games, but um, again, I think that's very, very small chance, but just Keep an eye out for it. I don't think Evan agrees with me too much. But. Dude,
1: I don't know. Like, it's been kind of stewing in my mind ever since you mentioned it before we started recording. Like, I completely agree that if there is any time for him to win back the coaching staff or whatever the hell we want to call it now, you know, just get his foot back in the door, this isn't a bad look. You know what I mean? This is probably the time to get it done. But, I mean, just with the way that Pavisic is playing, I mean, this – I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is his first back-to-back in quite a while. You know, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the last couple of weeks have just been one-off games. So, I mean, it's certainly possible that – oh, wait, no, that's right, too, the UConn series, but
0: whatever. But uh, Graham started one and passed Exactly, yeah.
1: So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like if I'm, if I'm Carvey right now, right, and if I'm the coaching staff, from, from what I remember hearing from Carvey most of the time, he has very strict parameters on what type of stats you need in order to basically start every game. I'm not sure if Pav's there yet. I'm pretty sure, like he said in an interview, like a couple years ago, when it was Lindbergh and, and Murray, something along the lines of you need like a 940 save percentage or like a 930, some something. that was pretty damn you know some high standards, number. very high standards to try and you know follow up on. But I mean, if if you're the coaching staff and you just look purely at the stats, I mean, why wouldn't you start Henry Graham over Brady? they now have similar sample sizes. You know what I mean? They have almost the same amount of games played and You can't really say that Graham doesn't have decent stats. Like if you take into account quality of opponents and you know, the, sometimes he had some sheltered minutes, you know, in garbage time or whatever like that. So be it. But I mean, their time on ice is damn near identical. He's made, you know, a couple less, you know, he's made 20 less saves over the exact same amount of time played, but his numbers are just better, man. Like, He doesn't look amazing in all the games and he's not stealing games for you, but he he's going to be decent enough. And at this point, I don't know if the coaching staff thinks that Cole Brady is going to be decent enough. You know, it's just one of those things. So I'm leaning if they are going to split time, I think Graham's going to get it. I think he's earned it. Simple as that.
0: Yeah. Everything you said, totally fair. Uh, Just to, to clear it up for me, I think 50% chance we'll see Pav in both games. I think 49% chance we see Pav and then Graham. Yeah. Then 1% we see Pav and then Brady. That's what that's, I'm thinking.
1: That's fair. That is definitely I, fair.
0: I will put it at 0% for seeing Brady for every other game uh, this season if he doesn't make an appearance this weekend.
1: You don't, you don't, you're not thinking main. No. Fair enough.
0: Not. Nah. All right. So, uh, so that kind of subs up our, our scheduled programming here. We'll go into our kind of keys to the game to close it out. Um, I guess for me – the key will be just limiting Vermont's goals. I mean, Pav's been playing really well. Um, so not too worried there. You look at Vermont stats, they have 1.8 goals per game. Um, I think I think if you keep them at one or two, you're going to win both games. So I don't think it will be that much of a challenge given how their season's gone, but uh, we'll have to see. I, don't, I think it's definitely doable.
1: I genuinely care about only one stat in this entire series and it's out shooting them like mm-hmm. i just i don't care if we outshoot them 52 to 50 or 28 to 24 i don't care how many shots we give up or how many we get all i care about is that our number is higher than theirs at the end of the game yep. because we have been absolutely decimated in mo- in even in wins you know what i mean like i'm pretty sure the providence game we were heavily outshot like even games that heavily, were winning you know even yeah. games we're winning nowadays we're getting outshot by 15 20 shots per game it's unacceptable Like I'm, 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 I'm at the point where I need to throw all game context out the window. It's as simple as I don't care if we're getting garbage shots to the net and we're literally throwing them in from the neutral zone. People can call me out on this. I don't care. All I care about is that number to be bigger than the other team's number. Because if you do that at the bare minimum, you know that the other goalie is going to be earning his win. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's been a lot of, you know, games where Pavic has genuinely had to stand on his head in order to win us games. And I feel like there hasn't been that many games like that this season. I, I'm i thinking maybe the Lowell game where we got shut out 1-0, you know, like that Griggles or whatever his name is, that yeah. guy haunts me in my dreams still. You know what I mean? Like he stood on his head. Fair enough. You know, like if you pitch a shutout, you, it didn't matter how many shots you put on net. The dude was going to put up the shutout. Dude was on his game that night. But I think, you know, their goalies are decent, but I think if we get a high volume of shots, I think Pav is going to keep us in the game no matter what. We just got to get hella pucks to the net. Things are going to trickle in at some point. So he got to outshoot them in my opinion.
0: Here, I'll be the first one to come at you for that statement. I, I don't think we need to get a ton of shots. I don't think it needs to be the focus just to flip the puck on net. I think the focus has to be limiting shots. Vermont uh averages less than 26 shots per game from an offensive standpoint. Uh, If they get over 30 over 35 and you do these games I'm going to be I'm going to be really disappointed That's fair. at this late in the season it has to be there has to be more of an emphasis on stopping pucks to the net because you can't be leaving your goalie out to dry as much as we've done this season like you mentioned
1: yeah and that's the other thing too though is that I feel like on the complete opposite side of the coin I don't think we've had many games where we've gotten you know over 30 35 shots on net like I feel like there have been at least four or five games where we've probably gotten 35, 40 shots against, you know what I mean? Like that in its own right is not right, but I feel like there should be at least games where we can at least do that opposite effect on the other team. You know what I mean? Like if, if it happens against us, why can't we do that against other teams, especially ones that are supposedly near our level? You know what I yeah. mean? Like I just, I I don't really think that there's been that many games where we've just had a metric crap ton of shots on net. So I think this wouldn't be a bad time to flip that kind of script around a little bit. I think at this point, you know, I think something has the thing that we agree on is that something's got to give. You know what I mean? I think either we have to tighten the hell up defensively or we need to go all out and just try and overload the other team offensively to where they can't even get shots on net because they're Mm -hmm. hemmed in their zone the whole time. I think regardless of, of how that, how that end goal is achieved, that's good. We're, we're agreeing on the same end goal is outshooting the opponent. I think yes. So that's that. I mean, we're, yep. we're finding common ground, which is good. It's just different means of getting to that end. You know what I mean? Right.
0: I just, I, if we have 28 shots, but there's a lot of really high quality chances and we look good offensively, I won't have too much. Oh, of course. All, so. yeah. that's uh, All right. Yeah. That's, that's our keys to the game. Definitely two winnable games. Just have to put your head down and get the job done. Um, definitely a team that you can beat but definitely a team you could lose to if you take your foot off the gas so we're going to need to see umass's foot on the gas this weekend yeah so that show that you belong higher in the standings as we get closer to hockey east tournament time
1: that was going to be the last thing i was going to mention before we wrap up is the the standings implications are pretty big right here like mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure uh don't quote me on this i think they're one spot above us in the standings right now um I think
0: rapidly pulling it up
1: yeah they're either just below us or just above us but I know that we're within one spot of them so if we pull away with some points here that's pretty damn huge for our our playoff implications
0: they're in last place with 13 points we are in ninth place with 15 points so what is it UNH just below us and Maine's just above us yep UNH has 14 and Maine's Maine's a good step ahead of us at 20 so they're five ahead
1: yeah, but that's what I'm saying. All it takes is a quick a quick sweep this weekend. You know, yep. Maine falters a little bit, and boom, we're right up above them. So, yeah. that could be, I'm pretty sure that's what we need to to jump
0: to get home ice, right? It For is. The first round.
1: So Yeah, Maine, Maine would
0: currently have home ice. They're playing uh, BC and Lowell on the road this weekend, both games. I mean,
1: screw BC with a burning passion, but man, if there's going to be one game that, you know, take it to OT. You know what I mean? Well, I'll, I'll let <laughs> you guys take it to OT, and then because we still have the series against Maine, you know what I mean? Like that's gonna be the last series of the season. So if we can take some points there, that's gonna be huge as well.
0: Just FYI BC, only one point ahead of Maine. Also. Ooh, so
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. If we can get two big wins, i I don't want to say it completely changes the course of the season, obviously because it's 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 home ice in one series. you know what I mean? But again, six points you know I mean? would be massive. That's huge, you know what I yeah. mean we, I don't have we gotten that all year? Have we gotten um, a single sweep? Play, East, no. that's what i'm saying so that right there that would be absolutely massive for us and again we get that momentum then we play what is it northeastern and bc those admittedly will be some pretty tough games but then boom we bounce right back against maine that's going to be like our main points rival right there haha <laughs> i said maine like three times in the same sentence right there but <laughs> that's going to be huge you know what i mean if we can take points directly out of maine's hands and put them into our hands that's that's all it's going to take at the end of the season so we just got to keep the the standing close enough up until that series and then we can strike and it all starts right here.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, we will be at both games this weekend. So keep an eye out for us and say hi. If you see us, um, we'll be participating uh, hopefully in the post-game skate as well. So it should be a good time. Um, again, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate all you go UMass,
1: go UMass. Take care, everybody. The journey to home ice in the first round starts here. Hopefully
0: let's go. Go.